Get cozy. Get real. It's time to settle in and expose yourself. On Cuddle Talk with Angela and Dana. Good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cuddle Talk. Um, going commando today. So Cuddle Talk is a show that gives us, Angela and I, the opportunity to just really just relax in our loungewear, in our comfortable spaces, with our snugs or without our snuggies or, you know, with our bras or without. It's up to us. You know? <laughs> if, you, if you have a keen eye, it's up to you. <laughs> But uh, but we're just here to be the most authentic and open version of ourselves and to engage in conversation about things that are hopefully meaningful to all of us. We often um, have guests, but on Mondays, we like to record Going Commando because that's when we strip down one more level and just Angela and me, and uh, we just talk about... Um, well, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So pretty much, pretty much. So pretty today, much. Um, mm-hmm. Angela, uh, and again, none of this is scripted. None of this is planned. But you know, I'll get the text like, "Hey, what do you think about?" So Angela's got some. Angela's got something she wants to say. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. No, no, no. Angela had a really great topic, and we're going to see where it goes. So um, thank you. Good for morning. Good morning, and uh, thanks to those who are listening. I've got my Chloe with me. I'm feeling all empowered. Empowered. Mm. Good. Every time we every time we start this thing, it's like 9:25, and I'm like, "Hey, Dane, I'm here. Let me just go get my coffee." For some reason, it has to be the hottest it could possibly be because that's how I am the most comfortable. Lava coffee. Rob knows that my soup, <laughs> my coffee, and my tea have to. If I'm not burning my tongue. And then ruining it for the rest of the drink or the meal, then I've done it wrong. So, yeah. so Yeah, you get it, right? Like, I yeah. just need to have, like, because by the time, like, 10 minutes in and I'm talking, it's going to get lukewarm. And it's not nearly as enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know. I like a hot cup of coffee. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> I, um, pardon me. I, um, I write a blog. I started a blog. And it's called Uniquely Yours. And I use it as like a personal diary journal. I like to let people get inside my head. I am an open book. Um, And this week's topic that I was writing about was called like says I am a visionary. So I wanted to talk about want to discuss with you, Miss Dana about like, you know, my my perception of what it means to be a visionary, right? And 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 the actual what it looks like to be a visionary, right? Because there's like two different things, right? Like you think like, oh my God, Steve Jobs, he was a visionary, you know, like all these people. But, you know, there's like a lot of stuff that goes along with visions actually coming true, right? Like, like stepping on, like, like stepping on that train and going in the right direction to make a vision come to fruition. Um, when I say I'm a visionary, I don't say like, I'm going to pick, predict the future. <laughs> and it's like literally visions come to me. Visions come to me and they feel so real and they feel so like I can get in the emotion of it. If it's good, bad, whatever, I can get in the emotion of it. And, uh, you know, I, I can be a, a, like a dark one is that like I could be driving down the road. And all of a sudden, this This is what you like this. This is how I drive. (laughs) I talk on the phone. (laughs) I took improv classes. (laughs) 
I'm drinking coffee. You know, <laughs> I was so bad in improv. I took a couple classes at Upright Citizens Brigade. Side note, I was so bad because I was so, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't figure out the game. Couldn't figure out the game. All right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I've got to work on something there. But I could be driving down the road and I can envision an accident happening all the way to the point, if I let myself go, to the point of me being airlifted to the hospital, to the tears. Like I can get myself in that space. And it is definitely, um, is not good. So I've learned to stop like, when those thoughts like kind of come in, stop them, whatever. Um, I used to be afraid of those thoughts. Oh my God, am I predicting the future? Am I seeing something that could happen? But <clears throat> what I've learned is this could happen if I don't take the right steps to be safe. Maybe I'm not being present right now. I just want us to stop you just for a second. Yeah. Please repeat that. <laughs> like that, that idea, whether it's in the same words or not, because that is the most important component to what you're saying. I use, okay, can we just rewind the tape there? <laughs> I, use, I use them as uh, ways to kind of like get grounded and stay like, okay, so let me do steps to not have let that happen. Like it's maybe it's like a wake up call or like an awareness, like maybe I'm not paying attention at the moment. So I start to go there and then it's like, no, wait, let me pay attention. So that doesn't happen. And I turn it into a positive. Can I add just a little piece? Just for, Please. just for people who... Because clearly I forgot what I said. Yeah, totally. She was like, all right, I'm like, say this. And she's like, okay. So no, 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 no. What you said was good. But I want to just kind of attribute this to people who go for any kind of psychic or aura or astrological reading or anything like that. Yeah. Here's what I've learned in my experience. My experience of going to them, my experience of being on this end of the intuitive thing and just the friends that I that I hang with. Sometimes when we lack the confidence in our own uh, understanding of just cause and effect relationships, right? Everything is one step after the other. I do this and then yeah. this happens. I make a decision a little different. My trajectory shifts a little bit different. When we don't realize that it's a that, sim that simple of a cause and effect relationship and we go for guidance, what we're getting when we get that guidance, that vision, right? That psychic prediction, uh, the flip of the cards, whatever it is, is we are getting the probability or the potential of what could happen if we continue this energetic trajectory. Yeah. Right. So we <clears throat> yes. continue, but we have the opportunity to shift it at any moment in time. But what happens is if we don't know that about ourselves, right? We're all the same. We think everybody else is different, right? But we're all the same. Then, then if we don't realize that we have the power, we then take this as gospel, right? You're going to get into an accident. Be careful on March 16th because you're going to get into an accident. Yes. And now you're going through life thinking on March 16th. And this is more powerful than anything. So you continue that trajectory. But all these omens, harbingers, or predictions, visions, whatever they are, are just to say, if you continue in this direction, this is the probability. This is what it This is what's going to happen. Like, right? Yeah. And it's the same with yeah. the good stuff. If you have a vision of the good stuff, you don't just go, oh, here's the good stuff. Oh, cool. That's going to happen. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to you know, shoot up a bunch of heroin and run around and not do anything to 
to continue that trajectory. So I just wanted to make that clear because there's a lot of people in the spiritual world out there that think it's a mystery and it's no different than the grounded earthly approach that you're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. And, um, you know, uh, when we learn of like the manifestation, right, manifesting the life of your dreams, manifesting all this good stuff, right? We're taught to make like all these tips, make a vision board, you know, journal it up, do, you know, uh, visualize it happening, visualize having it already. All of these things are great. But if you the other thing that I wanted to talk about was um, when you're thinking about manifesting something and you do these visualization techniques, you have to be careful of what your intention is behind it. Because if my intention is to make a shitload of money, it's like kind of on greed, it's on wealth, it, like it's on like different, a different level. So you're going to do it, but there's going to be like, like it's going to be like carry that negative emotion with it, right? Or it's not going to put you on the right path because it's not coming from a pure place. But when it's something in your heart and you're like super excited about it and it's about like, like I, of course, I would love to have a bazillion dollars and not have to worry about money ever. My whole thing with my future when I think about it is just freedom, right? So I focus on the freedom. I focus on the ability to provide for everybody in my life. I focus on creating great experiences, you know? So all the stuff that I think about when I'm like have these visions is because it's rooted in my heart. And then I, then I, I, I see the vision. I feel it. And I'll talk about a specific one. This is the big one that I talked about in my blog and that I talk about with Uniquely all the time. When Maddie had her 16th birthday, we went to the TWA hotel. I know, you're in... going full TWA I know of course. I have to. I have to. Because it's going to happen. But it's so, I see it so much. So, so I want to explain what that feels like, right? So we went to the TWA hotel. It's in the old TWA hangar at JFK. It is super rad. It's like 1960s. And they have a, a heated 95 degree pool on the roof. And you just sit and watch planes take off. I'm a plane nerd. I love it. It's like, it's awesome. Um, and when we were there, Uniquely was like barely a thought. I think Uniquely was at the point where it was like, I think uh, you had given me your first investment check, but we weren't doing anything with it. Like the money was sitting there waiting for, I know, because you're amazing. I love you. Um, but it was like, it was like there, it was like this whole, it was like just a giant pipe dream, right? Because I had the hat that still had the full-time job. I didn't make any effort. I was just doing little things, but I was like, oh my God, we're going to have our first global conference here. Because it's at JFK, we could fly everybody in. I'm going to fly in all the U instructors, their whole families, and we're going to just do like five days, and we're going to hang out the JFK, like at the at the hotel, go into the city, and then I could like I felt it. I felt being in this beautiful lounge where they have all the old um, like the the stewardess the outfits the stewardesses wore and stuff, and it's just so it's so fucking cool. And they have like huge conference rooms, and they have all this fun stuff. I pictured the babysitter for the little ones. Like I pictured everything hugging like Niha, you know, and like her family. Like I just pictured like hugging and seeing everybody and be like, oh my God, you're here. And you and I on the stage and blah, blah, blah. So I just, I felt that so much. Now I know that this is going to happen. I just know it's going to happen because it feels so real, but how we're going to get there, you know, is not up to me. And it's the hows that we all get tripped up on when we have this understanding okay. that something's going to come. I know that's right. always been one of my, you know, greatest cross my, not the great, well, whatever. It's been a challenge. Let's we'll just say that. 
But yeah, well, it's like, well, it's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Or how you know, we're going to need a lot of money to pay for everybody to fly over here. No, you I know, mean like trying uniquely. to force the how. I mean trying yeah, to force yeah. the how. Okay, now this is going to happen. So let's do this, 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 rather than just kind of striking the balance between putting it on the vision board and assuming it's going to happen. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, right. So if I just put it on the vision board, but then I kept my full-time job. And I didn't do the things that I needed to do to like put us on the track of that happening. Even though we're in a spot right now where it's like, I still dip. I don't know how or why, but at least I am in a, from, from that moment to now, I have quit my job. Uniquely is my full-time purpose, right? It's, we are here doing this. We are doing extensions of the business. We're meeting fantastic people. Everything is changing. But it's 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 because I'm taking those steps because it all feels good, right? It's all about what feels good. But if it doesn't feel good, then it's going to take me off track. So I got to be really careful. I got to be really careful in that balance, right? To stay like in the moment, to just do the next step and know that that's probably going to happen someday, sometime, and it'll be amazing and it'll be awesome. But it's not. It doesn't. It's not my every day. I'm not. Oh, I wish we could be at the TWA. I wish we could do there like that. That negativeness that goes behind it um a really really simple really really simple vision which i think is hilarious one time you were not feeling well right you were not in your best physical state and i said to you oh my god i see i had this vision of us being at a campfire and you looking at me over the campfire and being like yeah and you were like hell no i don't travel i don't do group things and you're like totally at that point i mean i was like i was all like you had to airlift me out of my house (laughs) (laughs) you you shit all over it all over it and then what when were we down in sebastian in april may when was i down there you had this vision like the summer before summer fall so probably we'll just say august august ish september of 2021 and okay. I might thank you, Rain Man. <laughs> what I am Rain Man. Thank it's you, like, Rain it's like Man. My only, yeah, it's, my, it's my only strength. I'm like you were wearing a red shirt, and I was like, I had avocados on my salad. Yeah, like that. There you go, folks. There it is. That is why I, it's yeah, the best, though. I be That's why great, I don't have to remember. I'm gonna be a great. That's success. why I don't remember what I said. <laughs> so. But, but my TSH at that point, if you know anything about the thyroid, your TSH should be between a 0.5 and a 5. Between a 0.5 and a 5. And mine was like <laughs> 195. So when she said, it's not that I doubt her vision, I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to stay alive, you know? But she's like, no, I see it. And then like eight months later, she looked at me across the campfire and was like, <laughs> it was that good it was that yeah. satisfying actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's even more satisfying is my tsh was at like i don't know like a, a 60 at that point no i think it was 150 yeah. I, I don't think it was yet that low was that but, I, but no because it was it went it dropped from 100 i think was, you were double digits no no i'm not talking no no, no 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 it dropped it dropped to about 150 around that time remember i thought i was super healthy and i'm creating videos yeah. for uniquely and i look back and i'm like but then in the next couple of months it dropped to double digits and that's when i was like oh oh i'm down to three chins nice 
<laughs> but 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 it was but yeah, I was able to see it because of my readiness, which is cool. But you knew, you're like, I see it. For yeah, some reason, it, it just, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I think we have a okay. little bit of a delay because I feel like like it's a little little tiny bit between the two of us. Because when I speak, I'm like, I just cut her off again. I just cut her off again. But it doesn't sound like you're talking, so I'm sorry about that. But um, yeah, no, and and the recording wise, the software I'll just pick it up like it's normal. So yeah, just yeah, go yeah. With it. But that's what's happening now. Uh, for those of you who think that I'm you know, super rude person. But there was a part of me, and I don't know what part of the vision, but I I, I felt, I, my memory serves, it felt like it was across country. For some reason, I thought it was like in like California or something. Like there was that feeling. It was- It was like, like the Arizona thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even like put my pants on by myself and i'm gonna get on a plane because i remember you're like spitting all over i remember you're like what's your problem with getting on a plane are you scared to fly i'm like i gotta take my shoes off and then i got i know you were you were but you know, how did you understand how i was feeling you you, you couldn't understand but anyway. oh you told me you told me <laughs> yeah but until you but it's okay i all I've all I've learned with you is when you kind of like go through the yeah because you always try to keep me grounded. That's one. That's there a beautiful balance of our relationship, yeah. right? Because you're always like, okay, that sounds great. Yeah, TWA Hotel. Let's quit that job first. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right now. Yeah. So I um I've learned to be like share my visions with you with no expectation of you being like cool. <laughs> And it's totally fine. It's totally fine because it doesn't matter. I know they're going to happen, you know? Yeah. But um, the thing is, is, I know too because I know you and I know that you're the visionary. Yeah. And, you know, you're yeah. absolutely right. And we've never really spoken about this out loud. But in hindsight, as I'm watching your growth and your empowerment, in hindsight, I feel less fearful when hmm. you say those visions. Because I know, or I knew, or I felt at the time, every time you said those visions, you were off. You know, oh, I'm going to do this. And I, and I was I was like, oh, yeah, shoving the candy and like every orifice and you know what I mean? You know, the whole piece of candy thing. And so there was a degree of me that always felt anxious when you did that because I thought that you were going to fly off to that vision when I needed you right here, right now. And now, yeah. and so I never doubted the vision. That was just my fear attached to what would happen. But yeah. now I feel I've changed because when you share these visions, I smile because I know we're going there, but I also now trust in your ability to strike that balance. And I, and I do yeah. believe that that's really, that's really kind of the purpose of why you're even bringing this up. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, I was, when I was writing my blog last night, I was thinking about how this has been my whole life, right? My whole life has been about seeing the potential of the situation, you know, always everything I see. So I talked about, and you can read it later if you want, but I talked about how, when we were house hunting, every house we walked into, I was like, oh, we could remodel here. We could put an extension there. We can, we can make this work. We can make this work. And everything was like big construction and Dave saw dollar signs all over the place. And um, 
my realtor said to me at one point, she goes, now, this is so great that you have these awesome ideas because I'm HGTV and demo daying, like, like figuring it out. Right. And she was like, it's awesome that you have these ideas, but do you want a project house or do you want to move into a house that's right for your family from the get? And that really grounded me to be like, because it made me realize that I was fearful that we wouldn't find the house. I realized I wasn't worthy of having the right house. So that thing shifted in me where I just all of a sudden started co-house hunting with Dave, seeing it through his eyes and sharing the experience with him. And okay, no, yeah, I see it. This house doesn't work. Like, oh no, it's too much work. And we started to do that. And I would say like three houses later, this is in the span of like a month. I'm living in my house. It just showed up and it felt like we lived here forever because we were energetically matched to it. So my visions, <laughs> my visions can feel like a pitfall if I'm not careful because it doesn't keep me. I need to stay grounded in the reality of the situation. Think about all the boyfriends I had before Dave, every single person I was in a relationship with before Dave, I saw the potential. I saw what it was getting me out of. You know, if I was in a fearful situation, I saw someone with money. Okay, great. I'm just going to go with you because you can take care of me. Not even thinking, okay, I could see where this could go. You know, I could see. And I was always living in that. I was living like a double life, like the fantasy world where I felt safe, content and happy in the future. And the current situation where I was making very bad choices just to get by because I was in the wrong situation. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant insight. It's awesome. So being like, I was thinking about like anybody else, like you had said before we got on the call, everybody, ha everybody has visions. Everybody has daydreams. Everybody has ideas of where they want to go and where they want to be. But why? Is it because your current situation sucks? You know, are you in pain? Are you in fear? Or is it because you're like, wanting to expand and have a better life and then get there. So like, where are you now? And what is like fanciful? And the other thing is, um, everything is achievable. Everything is achievable. When they talk about manifesting and pouring money and oh, I, I wanted to make, you know, $100,000. So I wrote a check to myself and put it on the ceiling. And that's what I saw every day. Cool. And then all of a sudden checks started showing up in the mail. But it's because you're your, your mind and your heart are like in that positive space to receive this, the, the steps to get you there. But if you're not in that positive, hopeful, wonderful, excited space all the time, when you're thinking of these things, if you're thinking, oh, I've got debt. Oh, I'll never get out of this mountain of debt. I wish I had $5 million to get me out of this million debt. All you're thinking about is debt. So all you're going to get is debt. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between the the knowing and the wishing there's mm -hmm. very uh, much a difference yes. and i can feel the difference in the energy in our partnership in uniquely from just mm -hmm. a few months ago there was the mm -hmm. vision of knowing that this thing is spectacular and this thing is going to evolve into something even more spectacular and financially lucrative at some point right there was that yeah. understanding but because there was fear attached to the how, right? Um, yeah. It felt different. It felt more like a wish and a hope, right? Yes. And, and I feel, and you know, I've said this at nauseam. I've written it in anything that I put a pen to paper. I've written <laughs> about this very subject. It, it always, always, always begins with us. So, for example... 
Angela's vision. Um, and I'm speaking, obviously, not directly to you, Angela. I'm speaking to you, and all six of you. But Angela's vision <laughs> is uniquely, right? My vision is Ubuntu. Together we collaborate in this collaborative vision. But the, it's the same, right? Yeah. You know, bringing people yeah. together and uplifting, inspiring or whatever. But if I am not embodying all of the tenets that that are what I'm trying to create for the world, that it will never it will never expand in such a way. If Angela is not uplifting herself and inspiring herself, inspiring herself, excuse me, and empowering herself and being a leader with her own sovereign self and with the people directly around her, then she's not going to be able to do that outwardly. And we often forget. It's not even the importance of that. It's that, right? It is, it is that, yeah. Yeah. And there's one thing that, that people say often in this idea of manifesting. You know, it's creating. It's all manifesting. You're just creating the life you desire. You don't create it by wishing on a star. You start there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this idea that, you know, people, you got you to believe it. You got. You can't just think it like I want Ubuntu Fish Gallery to be successful and then believe it. Well, how am I going to believe it, right? So right. Angela and I were in a workshop. We're taking a workshop the other day, kind of, kind of about this very subject. And yeah. I was, I, I told, I shared a story that I had gone walking in the morning, and obvious. Well, it's not obvious. I'll share. You know, what are my greatest desires? My greatest desire is to live the way I am living because I've really created something really cool for myself, but yeah. on a grander scale, right? I want to do everything that I'm doing, have the freedom to live the life I live, have the family that I have, the relationship I have with my husband, the well-adjusted children, all the things that I busted my ass to create on a bigger and better level. So I have to stay on this trajectory, right? So I have to visualize what I want. I always see the river house. The other day I saw my husband's kitchen because he loves to cook. My husband would be. But I saw his kitchen. I saw the gas stove. I saw the water behind him. And yeah. So I saw that. And so now I'm like, oh, I want it. I want that. Which is just an extension of this because this is pretty great, right? Yeah. So I come home from my walk in the morning because I want to feel good too. And I can't just sit around and be like, I want to feel good and like not move my body, you know? So I go for a walk. <laughs> and when I come home, step up on my step and I have I have a pretty high ceiling. So above my door, which again, a high ceiling, is my daughter's room. And I, I usually hold the walls and I like stretch my calves or whatever. And I look up and I understand that my daughter is up there. Cause I'm about to come in and I'm about to take my girls to the bus stop and go about my day. And I have this moment of, Oh my God, I'm about to step into my beautiful home, my well-adjusted children who are so full of love and they're at that age where they should hate me. And they only do sometimes like they're really still <laughs> like, like they still actually like me. And so there's this beautiful harmony in my home. For the most part, you weren't there on Saturday, but for the most part, there's this <laughs> harmony. I have this husband that will do anything to, to make me happy. I don't ever worry or wonder where he is, what he's doing, how he's doing it, what he's spending his money on, where he's got nothing. He is so devoted to me and to our family. And I'm about to walk into this paradise that I've created. And I open the door, my heart was like, boom, boom, 
boom, and I open the door and I'm just like, I love you. Like I walk in this totally normal, right? And I'm sharing this because you often hear when you want to manifest your vision, right, is to, um, is to again, feel the emotion, right? Um, yeah. But the thing is, is I naturally felt the emotion of what I had already, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean feel the emotion. I have the gratitude for it. Have gratitude yeah. for what you have. And then you start walking around. I have gratitude for this cup. And I have oh, yeah. gratitude for this notepad. And I have gratitude Pretty for much. this notepad. It's like the jerk. <laughs> All I need is this ashtray and this lamp. All my references are for people over 50, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> Anybody under 50, Google it. But, uh, but I naturally had the gratitude. I naturally felt the feeling because I yeah. was able to be in, I naturally lived in the now, right? To be in that moment. So all of those things kind of get lost because we read the manuals, right? Or we watch the videos. You have to live in the now. Okay, I'm in this moment. All right, I'm in this moment, right? But you're in this yeah. moment in angst because you're waiting, right? You're waiting for something to happen in this moment. And have the yeah. gratitude. Like I said, I'm grateful for my cup. And to feel the feelings. Okay, I feel abundant. I feel abundant. I feel abundant. Yeah. But I had that moment of all of those things authentically and naturally because I really could see them and feel them and appreciate them. And that yeah. is how we expand to that next level. And actually, I have these prophetic dreams. In the last couple of days, I had a dream about a pufferfish. And I could look it up, but I knew what it meant to me. And the pufferfish is not the big blowfish, but the ones that are just like with the cute little faces that look like frogs. And they're like, Poof, okay, right? And okay. I felt a, again, another expression that I'm like, well, uh, but I felt the level up because my pufferfish just went, Oh, yeah. So I'm a little bit more of what I already am because I'm creating yeah. this, you know? Yeah. So there's so many different levels of it. There is the being where you are, where you don't want to be and having to make the difficult decisions and shift that momentum or shift that trajectory, do the yeah. things that are difficult choices, create that momentum, realize yeah. when you're stuck or when you've gone off course and not regressing and spiraling, or if you do, no one to stop yourself and then make the decision. It's just a simple decision and it shifts it again. It's like, you know, pinball yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's what it looks like when it's, when you're, how do I say it, Angela? When you're like well, doing it? Yeah. Think about, because I, I can imagine there are some people sitting here going, yeah, it's easy to say it when you already have it, right? It's easy to say that. And it's easy to feel that when you already have it. Well, um, just for the, the general population out there, I know and believe that Uniquely is going to be successful. I am taking all the steps that I can do to help me become the best version of myself and the best leader of this company. I'm learning what I can. I am on the right path but I am not making any money right now. I am relying on my husband to carry our family, which he did not expect <laughs> to do. Wasn't part and of the deal. <laughs> wasn't part of the deal. We bought our beautiful house and I'm like, um, I gotta quit my six figure job and um, make this company. And so I am learning. So in the moment, I am grateful for the opportunity to learn how to live frugally. I am grateful for the opportunity to learn how to- Rely on somebody else rely on somebody else like my own like I have to take care of myself or whatever you know but I I constantly say 
I have everything I need in this moment. That's my gratitude. It's, I mean, (laughs) but that's my lesson right now. That's what I need to be learning and feeling. So instead of thinking of what I don't have and what I want, I think of what I do have and what these beautiful opportunities are presenting themselves. So much to Dave's, you know, not happiness that I'm not like bringing in the money and helping out. He's still loving me and taking care of our family and working his ass off so that we can have, you know, this beautiful house and the, the roof, you know, and the, so the you electricity. Can buy bananas. <laughs> so I can buy bananas. <laughs> So the, the, the living in the gratitude is, is really like when you think about your vision, when I think about the vision for uniquely, the TWA hotel, you know, when I think about that, um, oh, I just had a thought and it went away. I guess it wasn't, I I, (laughs) I guess we weren't supposed to go there, but, um, but yeah, I just try to stay like on track of the things that feel good right now that would eventually lead towards that. And if I think about the things that don't feel good, like having to make those hard decisions, having to not quit my job. I love my boss. I love my old job. It was great, but it wasn't me doing uniquely. The hardest part of that whole thing was sitting down with Dave after we bought this house and telling him that I had to do it. That was really hard to do, but it became so uncomfortable not to do it that I had to do it because I had, that was, that was my shift. That's like the, you have the fork in the road. All right, vision this way up this curly road, or you know, safer path around the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like when you're faced with those decisions, you know, like how am I going to be in this moment? How am I going to respond to this moment that's going to put me on the right trajectory? Yeah. And the only way you can do that is if you're grounded and aware of how you're feeling in the moment, aware of all the things that are real. That's why being a visionary for me, my whole life, probably up to the last couple of years, was all lofty, was all up there, was all like everything is possible. And it's it's great. I'm like, everything's possible. I see the beauty in everybody. I see the greatness in people. I see the great, it's hard. It's hard to see the greatness in people, but then be like, oh, but that's not, maybe this isn't gonna work out because I jumped too soon. Or, you know, um, making decisions that were like based on what I thought it could be as opposed to what it really, really was. Yeah. So yeah. being a visionary is kind of, it's kind of tricky. Yeah. You know, I can relate to you so much, especially with the relationships. I remember being young. Again, my kids are 12 and 13. So being my kid's age and my brother had something to say about everybody. And um, me always being like, I see the beauty in everybody. Like, I, and not understanding, like, everybody's beautiful in their own way, but not yeah. understanding that I had the ability to see that, right? And yeah. then in my relate, I remember in our sorority, you know, during Rush, this is kind of awful because we were, you know, 20 year old girls, but like somebody would come <laughs> through and be like, yeah, but she said, yeah, but she, well, yeah, she could join us. And, and the, the line was, but we're not a rehabilitation center. Right. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but that was every relationship I ever had. Right. Yeah. Every relationship I ever had was I was this rehabilitation center because a, I was in my own rehabilitation. I didn't even know because there was lessons to learn, but B I saw like you, the potential in everybody, but I never quite had the worthiness or the discernment to say, but is this what I want? Is this what I need? So that's part of the work that people talk about. And this idea that 
um, yeah, it's beautiful to see the potential in everything. That's part of what we see, what the vision, right? What we want. But yeah. if we're not in this moment right now and grounded and aware and understand who we are, what we want, you know, again, and recognize, oh, okay, if I want this, right? I want, I'm like looking at me, trying want the camera to see my hand. <laughs> if I want a beautiful relationship, a man who respects me, a home that I feel safe and all of these things, I want this, right? But yet my energy, my belief about myself belies that. I want to feel safe, but I'm engaging in experiences that make me feel unsafe, right? Yeah. I want somebody to respect me, but I'm engaging in behaviors that I'm not being respectful of myself, of my boundaries, of my needs, right? Yeah. I want somebody to be aware of my needs and and my boundaries and, and, and serve me or whatever, but yet I'm not doing that for myself. So it doesn't matter how much you want this. You're not, you know, like little trucks, like, you know, the secret, you're not in stuff. alignment. But, yeah, you're not, not alignment. <laughs> but you're not, you're not. And, and, and again, it took me like 30 years. To yeah, learn dude. That. You know, and I say it 30 took... because, you know, the first 10, nobody's paying attention. And it took me 10 <laughs> to really unravel that knot. But there was a solid 30 years that I was walking around, <laughs> punching myself in the head, going, why are all boys stupid? Oh. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's just the relationships. It's the friendships. It's the coworkers. It's the, um, it's everything. Like I, I have such a hard time understanding bullying. I have such a hard time understanding how anybody can bully anybody because everybody's beautiful. I, you know, I just can't like, it breaks my heart that people don't see how there's, you know, um, you know, um, just people not respecting other people for who they well, are. Dude, we, I could, I could do an hour on the, all the root causes to that and we're not going to do know. that, but I it's, know, you I know, know. Hurt people hurt people. I'll just, there's my nug. <laughs> okay. I like that. That works. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. But this conversation, I mean, it could, we could do a part two, three and four to this. This is really yeah. something, but, uh, Angela, you, you're, your ability to see not only, you know, what's to come for you, but to see it clearly and in a grounded, balanced way now, it what it does is it alleviates the fear that you carry that creates the angst, that creates the fantasy world. It alleviates yeah. as your collaborative partner. It alleviates whatever <laughs> angst, you know, I feel when you go there, because I'm never going to yeah. try to control you. I'm just going to be like, yeah. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's shiny. Uh, I know that I've got a twat punch waiting for you here. But <laughs> come here, look, it's all got skittles around it. Come check out the candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love your twat punches. Oh. I appreciate them. But, Listen, I need them sometimes. It's like, you know, like sometimes you got to have a, a balloon. You got to put a string on yeah, it. You, no, you keep the balloon tether. here. You need a tether. And, you know, we've talked about the balance all the time. You know, if you look, and this is to everybody, if you look at your relationships around you, you are most likely coupled up with somebody that compliments you 
And even though there's strife at times, I mean, I know Rob is the schmoopiest of all schmoopies, but don't think I don't have a shovel in the back of my car just in case. <laughs> I'm but he is my perfect complement because yeah. where I am imbalanced, he is the most balanced and vice versa. And that's yeah. why strife is sometimes created because of our resistance to grow in that way. But what's cool yes. is we catch ourselves partnering up with that type of person to create the compliment, right? The yin and the yang. But what happens is the more we embrace our own personal evolution, the more balanced we become in, uh, individually. Yeah. And the easier the relationships become because then you got the yin, you got the yang, right? But then the yin becomes the yin and the yang, and then you become the yin and the yang, and it's just smooth sailing after that. And uh, and yeah. that's kind of the messages that have been coming through on repeat for me lately. And the fact that yeah. you wanted to talk about this, and it all boils down to balance, being grounded and being in the clouds at the same time, Yeah. right? Yeah. Is, uh, means this is the message for all of us. Yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. I have, I have that with Dave. I mean, he has taught me so much and hopefully I'm teaching him too, yeah. you know, because we're, we're, we're bringing each other into our worlds, but I, I can't imagine myself with anybody else. You know, even when we fight, it's like, it never goes to that place of like divorce or whatever. I'm like, listen, I, I don't want to, I don't want anybody else. You're, you're the guy for me and you're just a pain in the ass right now. <laughs> Dude, just get yourself a shovel. Just keep it. Yeah, <laughs> and a best friend to help me hide the body. Oh my yes. god! God forbid something ever happened to Rob, man. Go to the footage. No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I knew Robbie. Oh. I knew Robbie. He is. Oh. He's amazing. Oh, he's, he's amazing. He's so great, man. Talk about. He's god, so man. great. He's... Seriously, and, and like uh, because you're more than like a friend to me, more than a, uh, you're like a sister yeah. to me. I seriously love Rob like a brother-in-law. Yeah. Like we are family and I look at him and I'm like, oh my God, thank you for making my Dana so happy. Oh my, he's well trained though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because, but that's, yeah. that's testament to yeah, you. But. <laughs> yeah. well, and I joke about him being well trained, but we have really come to this place where I have taught him through whatever, however, my methods doesn't matter. <laughs> Not to the sea. Another conversation. <laughs> but I have taught him that it's safe to dream. It's safe to take risks. It's safe to enjoy your life. Yeah. And he yeah. has taught me to to care for myself and that my needs matter um, above anybody else's first. And, in, and not in a, an obnoxious, selfish way, but in a, in a worthiness sort of way. And together yeah. we just lift each other up and create the this, you know. Oh, ah, oh. oh. oh, okay. I think this is a okay. okay. <laughs> so, when Angela and I are together, um, uh, when we're with a guest, we we do our you connect cards. We have a little laugh. We have a little bit of fun. But when it's just the two of us, uh, we like to pull a card from a couple of the decks that I made. Um, some of them collaborative efforts. Some of them I've done independently. Um, uh, just fun stuff. You know what I mean? Just how to just fun stuff. I'll just leave it at that. I have two decks on my table, Angela. I have my Veda finds a crown deck, which is about a lot of it is about balance and, balance, alignment yeah. and stuff like that. And then I have my soul traveler cards of empowerment that I created uh, with Emery Scordy, who 
I mean, that's again, a whole other day. She's so, so, so amazing. And it's my artwork with her channeled messages. She's trans channel, but all the messages that she was able to connect with through, you know, universal energies that are all uplifting and inspiring and have tremendous depth. So I have both cards on my deck waiting for you to choose. What do you think? You know, I was first thinking Veda, but I think we're going to go Soul Traveler. Isn't that funny you said I'm that? I'm feeling it. Because I grabbed Veda because I'm like, oh, we're talking about balance. And then I went, I'm like, so I didn't have to get off of my futon, up for my futon <laughs> in front of the camera because it takes some rocking. So I'm really low to the ground. And my knees are almost in my chest. But uh, I grabbed the Soul Traveler, you know, just in case. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling right, cool. it. That's where that's what's there. Okay. So pull two cards. Uh, yeah, so I am going to do what I did last week because we also pulled these. Pick a card, any card. I couldn't believe last time you pointed to it and I was like, oh, that one? I don't know. I know. I did it right. <laughs> I need to be like this. Oh my God, such a dope. Such a dope. You're so cute. You're so cute. You're so like cute. Okay. to help dress me. All right. Um, there's a light blue. And like a, a medium blue next to the girl with the red hair. Okay. In the middle. In the middle. Is it? It says Daisy. So it's n next to Daisy to the left. This side? Uh, yeah. That, that one where your finger is. Yep. 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 So this picture, this is um, the, this is it. I'm at home. This is the, uh, what do you call it? The first deck, the template, the uh, prototype. So yeah. this picture, <laughs> yeah, what's I'm, I'm good with words. I read books. Um, this picture never made it to the final deck uh, because it's not an original. I saw a picture online. I think it was an actual like photography picture, and this is yeah. actually an homage to me and Nala. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nala wore her hair down to school today. By the way, I feel bad for the kid that sits behind her in math class. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it says me and all. So this one, oh, this is nice. This one's called Help. Okay. There is no shame in asking for guidance. Help is readily available to all who are in need of it. You must overcome your ego and the indoctrination of beliefs of strength and standing on your own. That sounds like the both of us. There is mm -hmm. nothing weak involved in asking for help. On the contrary, it is an admirable quality to include assistance in your life. You do not have to do it all yourself. The universe will provide. Open your mind to the vastness of the shapes help may take. <laughs> that that is that is um, uh, putting a fine tip on what I was saying about how when you go to see a psychic or whatever, you get a message and, and, or vision and you get yeah. so attached to that vision but, and, 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 and you assume you know the how. And the reality yeah. is you just got to know it. You know, they say, oh, have the vision and let it go. But it's really yeah. just be aware that there are a billion ways to skin that cat. Yeah, yeah. And, and to this card, right, to the thought of, okay, when you're faced with those decisions, like, I know I need to do this because it hurt. it's it's putting me on that, that wrong way. 
it's pointing to the wrong way. So I have to make this hard decision to bring people in that you trust to have even so someone to talk to about it, that you don't have to go about these things alone. If you have a partner, bring them in on the thought process as opposed to, well, I can't because like, I was afraid to tell Dave about like having to quit the job. I was terrified. And you and I talked about it for months. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) But I, I, when I brought him in, it became an hour thing and it, you know, it just makes it much, much more um, easy, much easier. Would it? Would it? it, it There's so it makes it easier, and it it what it does is it, it helps you evolve in so many aspects that you wouldn't even consider. Like it creates an intimacy in your relationship. It creates a sense of partnership. Um, instead of pushing your agenda what you're doing is you're including him in your agenda and he becomes more invested in it. You know, remember I made some really serious decisions about my health without cluing Robin at all. Why? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be judged for it. I don't want him to tell me otherwise. I'm not an independent woman. I'm a wife and a mother. So I've got, you know, uh, I've got a crew to think about. And my, my first TSH score was 169. And I was like, ooh, I can't tell Rob. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I should just drop dead and have him wonder why. You know what I mean? I didn't tell, I know. Him, I didn't tell him that I was weaning myself off the medication until I was like four or five months into the wean. Yeah, and then what happened when you talked to him and you let it all out? So when I told him, I didn't tell him the number because I didn't want him to have a heart attack. Again, who am I to decide his experience, right? But I didn't yeah. tell him. I told him they were alarmingly high. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, my score is alarmingly high. And then I immediately took some action. And what I did was I got another blood work, did another test, um, and was like, let's just see what happens in a month. And if it doesn't move, then I will I will be open to suggestion, right? And yeah. so it was that. And then when I took the test a month later, um, it went down like 23 points, still alarmingly high. It went from like yeah. a 169 to like a 146 or something like that. And, but I included him in that and he was yeah. so gracious and so loving and was said so much to offer and was like, okay, we got to find a baseline, get the baseline. Now let's see what happens. And now, and then he yeah. knew, um, and he, what he also understood from that conversation, because I wasn't talking about it was that I wasn't just doing this haphazard thing and not being aware of the potential concerns, right? He had new trust in me because he's like, oh, she's freaking out too. So we were both freaking out quietly. And then we got to freak out together, which alleviated a little bit of our freak out because we were now in this thing together. So I'm running around going Ubuntu, Ubuntu, we're all in this together. And I'm not telling my husband about the crazy shit I'm doing. So, but again, it's a part of that personal evolution. And that's what brings the relationship closer together. And I wasn't intending, this was no intention to do a shameless plug, but in decoding the woo-woo, I talk about my relationship with Rob and how it really evolved. I'm talking about decoding the spiritual practices so they're more accessible to people who find it weird, but there's the subtext throughout the whole thing uh, because I talk about my experience of my unintentional spiritual journey that became intentional when I figured out what the hell I was doing. Oh, there's a pattern to this and I started figuring it out. But there's this whole subtext to my relationship with Rob going from like being like almost a roommate status 
of, of people raising children together status of buddies to this beautiful intimate relationship because I allowed him in intimately. Yeah. And I'm not talking about sex, yeah. obviously. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh it's a good. Rob. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, Rob. Uh, I think I need Rob. to retire the shovel. I think it's time. Okay. <laughs> That's Dot. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just have to share. Dot is a 15 by 30 painting. So her hair, her arm goes down to about here. I just had to cut it for the card. But she's one of my favorites. So I call her Dot, obviously, because of the mole. Mole, 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 mole. Again, old people. Old people having fun. Ooh, this one's lengthy. And the font is off. So please forgive me. Okay. This one's called Perseverance, which again to the point that we're making. Your freedom is within your reach. It is up to you. You hold the power. You stop yourself. Only you stop yourself from your desires. This is a monumental realization and very difficult to integrate into the established pattern of thinking. However, with effort, this will become understood. It is truly the acceptance of a new philosophy of life. This can be tedious at times. It is not an overnight process which causes many to abandon the effort. Faith is required. Dedication to the belief in the self is the impetus to persevere. For if you believe at the very heart of the matter, of all matters, lies the faith in oneself, then you will continue to persevere because the alternative will no longer be an option. That's really, really good. And this is both really of hard because this is t this is the, this is punctuating the point of everything that you're saying. And again, yes. in woo woo, I talk <laughs> about this also about how like I talk about yeah, I had the choice to go back to my old job, but there was never a choice, right? Because I knew, right, 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 right. And it's um, <clears throat> the, it's like going back to my house my house reference that we were talking about. The minute I had faith that our house was out there, the minute that Dave and I started co-house hunting together and I believed that there was no rush, that we had everything we need, that it would just show up when it was going to show up and we would know when we knew, it let go of the fear. That's That was the moment, right? Because I could have continued to look at every single house and, okay, this will work, this will work because it was backed by fear and I could still be looking for my house. But a year later, I'm sitting in my house because I had that shift and it kept me on track. Yeah. I had the faith. Uh, by the way, that story, Angela's story, Angela's house is also in decoding the woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm in the book. I'm in the book. Okay, I think we've been book. silly enough, so I'm going to hand over the mic. Thank you for. Oh, Dave is done. Balance. It's all balance. So we all have. I kind of blew past that. We got Dana Snugs, Dana Snugs. Okay. Dana Snugs. <laughs> we all have our baseline way of being. Some of us are very reserved. Some of us are very boisterous and out there. And whatever, whatever it is, some of us are loud, some of us are quiet. So, you know, there, there's these two points, but there's a, a comfortable baseline. And when we can find that, when you can find that and and tr everything that you do think and be try to stay in in education you have the um 
standard deviation on the tests, right? You're, you're 15 points in either direction. If you could stay within 15 points in either direction of that baseline and your pendulum swings like this instead of like this, you yeah. will find, think about it, if I'm running to the end, if I'm running to the, the finish line and I'm running in a zigzag, let's just say an alligator's chasing me, but I'm running in a <laughs> zigzag, it's going to take me a lot longer to get there. But if I'm running in a straight line or even a little bit like this, I'll get there much quicker. So just be aware of yourself, aware of your center point, aware of your imbalances, because we all have our own, but we know what they are. If you've lived more than five minutes, you know what they are, and just strike that balance, and it will be much smoother sailing. Balance, 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 balance. That's my nug. I love the nug and the alligator running. That's like the only thing I know about alligators. The only thing I know. Alligators chasing you. That is exactly stupid. Why do we know this? I don't know. live in an area where alligators are prevalent. There is so much. Well, I'm in, a, I'm in the alligator zone. But there is so much that I don't know. But I know that. So I got that going. I know that. And then I'll know like a song will come on from the 80s that was like a one-hit wonder. And I know every lyric. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, right, Why right, is that stored yeah, in my brain? Yeah, I don't yeah. want it. Get out. I can't figure out how to balance my checkbook. But I know, you know, <laughs> if you leave me now. All right. Oh, take away the very part of it. Okay. See, it's just like it's a problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I like to end the um, end our episodes with something that we love. Um, and today, because I didn't really plan it out. Um, today, I do want to talk about um, our, our development partner, Scopic Software. Um, ScopicSoftware.com. They, uh, when I had this idea for Uniquely, and it was more like, let me just see what it would cost to build it. I was like in that phase, but I was still working and still doing things. It was just like total side thing. So I wound up like vetting seven different development companies. And meaning like I had my idea because I am, um, I'm a creative by nature. So I had wireframed it out in my spare time. I had, I had the whole business thing planned out at the user experience. I had it all kind of like mapped out. So I was sending that to software companies to get estimates just so I would know how much money I would need if, if this were to ever take off. And of all the companies I met, Scopic Software, Umrush was the sales guy. I love Umrush. Hi, Umrush. Um, they were kind they were considerate they understood the thing they were excited about the project they gave great ideas and suggestions and they're and they were just like i was like oh my god whatever their estimate comes in this is this is the team you know hopefully they're not at the high end not only were they at like the the low end which means that there were inflated other people but um they they, they came in so effortlessly to to be our partner so by the time i quit my job and they were patient this was like april of 2021 I quit my job on December 3rd. I said, guys, starting January, here we go. We got, we got some, we're going to get, get going. But they were patient. They would check in. Um, they have been nothing short of fantastic, for helping us with everything. They built our whole platform that we have right now. They uh, continue to help us with like marketing and, and bug fixing and tweaking. And they're, they're part of our future for the long term. Um, Eugen is our editor for these shows and he's an amazing um, animator and designer and graphics um, to help to us. And I just, when we're talking, we get the help card. I feel so unbelievably supported by this team 
And even when I said, okay, guys, I have to kind of like stop development right now because we're, oh, I'm going into the fundraising phase. So we just got to kind of got to chill. They're totally cool. They're made, they're doing whatever they can to help us. So if anybody is looking for any kind of like web development, um, application development, uh, marketing assistance, um, just anything, any kind of thing that is in the digital sphere for your business, I I can't recommend Scopic Software enough. And if they're not paying me to say this. I just am absolutely in love with them. And I consider them like a huge part of our team. And the individuals, you know, because a business ah. isn't just a business, it's the people, right? Yeah. And the individuals that I have met, I don't have the same kind of um, interaction that Angela has uh, because to me, I'm, it's like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, eh, no, that's you. <laughs> but, uh, but the few that I have met are just stellar mm -hmm. individuals. Like I, oh my God. I don't want to start calling Becky. out names. Because no, 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 I'm going to do it. You forget somebody, right? Yeah. No, we've got, we've got, we've got Maggie, we've got Diogo, we've got Raymer, we've got Eugen, we've got um, uh, Hanyo. Oh my God, Hanyo. Um, and then uh, there, there are a bunch of other names, like the QC's team, like a whole bunch of other people. But Maggie is our day to day. She's our project manager. I consider her my a sister from another mister. I love this girl so much. Hi, Maggie. Cause I know you're watching because that's how awesome you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's the one of the six watching. Yeah, right? <laughs> But, um, but seriously, they've just, they, they, they are uniquely and they are amazing. So that's what we love this week. And, uh, Dana, thank you as always for your amazing nugs and contributions to the humanity. <laughs> thank you for your openness because, uh, I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, how can we be honest with each other? So it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. All right. So with that, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I want to thank. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, seriously. Let's end it here because we like to keep it under an hour. And we're at like an hour and 46 seconds. And I'm starting. God, where did time go? I know. Sorry. Okay, everybody. We're going to say goodbye now. Okay. Bye. Oh, Have oh, a good oh, week. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> God, Lord. Jeez Louise.